maybe. Uh, you said there was a couple coming in, and I'm fresh to this, so let me know how we want to do it. Yeah, no, I'll just blast a few up on the screen and we can all maybe do it. Yeah. On this one. So uh, Baker Mayfield was released by the Panthers today. Um, any team that picks him up on the waiver wire will have a, a cost oh, Jesus. of 1.3 <laughs> million. 1.3 million for the rest of the season. And this relates back to the 49ers because of the situation with Jimmy G gone for the season. Will they consider bringing Baker Mayfield in? Their next quarterback up, should Brock Purdy get injured, is Josh Johnson, who played for the Jets last year. Um, so maybe it wouldn't be a bad insurance. They might as well take him. They took everyone else who was any good at the Panthers, so that's fine with me. <laughs> Colin Baker Mayfield? Uh, just just Johnson. Uh, I think this is uh, team number four, 14, um, and this, is, I believe, is his fourth stint. Uh, I believe the Wikipedia P, uh, Wikipedia page was updated last night uh, to reflect uh, that. Uh, I think it's the most stints at any uh, team uh, in terms of, it may have been that somebody came back for a one-day contract, but certainly in, in terms of, of playing. Um, for for Baker, I mean, this is quite phenomenal. We, we are not that far removed from when, you know, he had a, a decent year and the, the Browns went uh, to, to the playoffs. So um, it's clearly things have gone very, very wrong uh, for him. And I mean, I suppose it, the only like um, I I don't know. I wonder would would Kyle Shannon want to upset uh, the what they have got going on there? But uh, if they were to pick him up, it would be interesting to see what Kyle could potentially do. Um, Kyle might be the only only um, head coach who could do something uh, with Baker Mayfield, but. Yeah, the Browns have a, a long litany of number one overall um, QB picks who have um, been uh, enormously disappointing. Oh, that's so diplomatic of you. They've been crap, Hallam, is what you mean. Yes. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything you want to throw in there? Calais, I, I'm not. I'm not loving the idea of the 49ers relying upon Josh Johnson in any capacity. As as Colm said, I mean, he's the Vinny Testaverde of this generation, except with far less production and far less arm talent than Vinny Testaverde. And, and a less cool name. Testaverde yeah. is probably one of the greatest. Although names. Josh Johnson's kind of got the bit of alliteration going on. I think I think I think that can work. I think that can work. Okay. But, Fair enough. Um, you know, if you can pick up Baker Mayfield and doesn't count low against the salary cap as a backup to Purdy, I mean, Jesus, how have the mighty fallen? Number one pick yeah. being backup to Mr. Irrelevant would be something else. But who else do they take? You I mean, you know, they need some veteran backup. I wouldn't be comfortable in relying on Johnson. So the 49ers probably make some adjustment this week. Um, I don't know if Baker's the answer. I'd rather, look, we got Mike White now playing for the Jets. I'd rather they took Jack White from the White Stripes. That'd probably be better. Ah, yes. It'd be more rocking anyway, that's for sure. Uh, did you, did you I, I think I see yeah. you itching, Colin. What do you want to say there? Just on the Mr. Irrelevant uh, piece, because it's a, a talking point all the time. Uh, the Broncos uh, took Mr. Irrelevant a few years ago, Chad Kelly, who was uh, a nephew of the famous Jim Kelly, who caused oh, you... Who, my you original sport. interest yes. in NFL. Wow. In, indeed. Um, and Chad Kelly became most famous for getting drunk at uh, Von Miller's <laughs> Halloween party. Um 
I'd say there was loads and of people who st- did that. Stumbling out the door, finding his way into somebody's house, they came out to find him on the couch and attacked him uh, with a rumba. Um, so that was the end of uh, Chad Kelly's NFL career, where he was chased down the street uh, with a rumba. A rumba, like the vacuum cleaner robot thing. Yeah, the person pick, picked it up. It was the closest thing to hand and proceeded wow. to beat him over the head until he ran out the door. That's uh, that's beyond humiliating. Um, uh, all right, <laughs> Mark, Brian, did you have anything you want to throw in there to the rumba discussion or irrelevance no, or, or, or all a, of the above? A lot, of, a lot of engagement over the fact that Mark was talking about Brock's earlier on, just Brock and that Brock. And maybe it's oh, the yeah. Brock you, you put in, the Brock you put in the coddle, is that what you call it? But um, Brock, don't forget Brock Landers, Mark. That was the one I thought uh, of. Yeah, Brock Wright is actually playing in the NFL. He had a touchdown yesterday against the uh, the Jaguars. You forgot that one, Mark. You, no, I did forget that one. Thank you, maybe, Stephen. Maybe he was nice in your fancy team. Um, a couple of comments around the 49ers, obviously their defense, which is kind of refers to what we said. Uh, Keith's a big fort, or sorry, big Dolphins fan, and he's uh, discussing about not many quarterbacks have had successful days this season against that defense. Um, and this is an interesting one because bear in mind that the Chargers traded for Khalil Mack um, last uh, last offseason. They're saying he's a busted flush. I think it's a bit early to be saying that, despite the uh, frailties of this Chargers defence. But that's it. There's quite a few other comments. We'll try to get some, some more. Great. Well, keep, 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 keep them coming. Yeah, keep them coming. Uh, we, we'll, we'll go on to the next game, uh, lads, if that's OK. Um, let's talk about the Eagles game. Um, I mean, they made light work of the Titans this week. I mean, who is going to stop this Eagles team? Like, I haven't watched much NFL, but I know the Eagles are doing well. Uh, so maybe, um, Brian, do you want to kick us off on this one? Are, is anyone going to stop the Eagles? What, what do you think? Uh, God, yeah. I'm speechless with this team. Um, Khaled, <laughs> this wouldn't be one of the teams in which I have much uh, brotherly love for, as they say. Um, oh, Philadelphia. Uh, no, see what you did Gi- there. As a Giants fan, um, no, I wouldn't be very keen. But look, I was very... Uh, hasn't on this team going into the season even early on in the season i wasn't selecting them and the, the lads thought i was doing it to be uh deceivious and and because of my hatred for the team but no you got to give it to this team the you know i thought this titans team were built to slow them down but the thing what i would say about this titans team is the way they went the way in which they win games they tend to lead and put game, put teams away when they're when they go behind by more than a touchdown two touchdowns they find it very difficult to catch up they're just not built in that way they've got a great coach so when they find themselves down with two touchdowns against a team as explosive as the Eagles, it's going to be very difficult to come back. And a few things I really picked up on yesterday, Jalen Hurts, who's been such a run-heavy quarterback this season in terms of the playbook, he only ran the ball five for five. He only ran the ball five times yesterday. And even Sanders, their more efficient running back, didn't have the greatest of games. He was it was quiet, but ultimately it came down to Jalen Hurts again, surprisingly with how good he is with his arm. Twenty-nine for thirty-nine, three hundred and eighty yards, three touchdowns. I said on the show, AJ Brown would go off in this game because he was traded last April from the Titans when he was looking for a contract. They offered him 16 million, he wanted 22. The Eagles were happy to pay it and sacrifice their, their first round pick. He had eight receptions for 119 yards, two touchdowns. They went to town on this team and one player that was has been injured and not playing, uh, their defensive tackle, their first round pick, Jordan Davis, came back yesterday and immediately you could see the upside in terms of how efficient they are in stopping the run going against the Titans who have arguably one of the best running backs in the league and Derrick Henry. Great for the Eagles to see him back at such a significant time this season. They really put it on a marker yesterday. Like we all knew they were not likely to be number one C, but when you're beating a team so convincingly as a team that will be in the playoffs, albeit in the AFC, it's a huge it's a huge result for them. And you look at the games in which they've coming up, 
I don't think anybody's going to beat them in terms of stopping them being the number one seed. And right now, with the 49ers situation, I'm looking at the NFC and I'm wondering who will beat them because they've already played the Vikings. And I know playoffs are very different to the regular season. They put a marker down on them in week two. Maybe it'll be the Cowboys. They're, they're having a great season. They had a really strong performance last night. We'll come to that. Maybe they are the team, ultimately, that will be the team that can knock them off. But right now, I don't see any team, unfortunately. So, so, your, so your answer is a grudging... Maybe there's nobody can beat them. Maybe they will make it there all the way. Okay. Well, Colin, Colin picked them to be in the Super Bowl. So Colin, Colin is smiling like a Cheshire cat for, for, for oh, yeah. on end. And he is again. But, but um, Go on then, Colin. <laughs> Elaborate <laughs> on that Cheshire cat smile. Tell us tell us why you're beaming. Uh, because, Kala, um, we if you go back uh, two, two years, um, the, there was an awful lot of doubts from the two gentlemen um, below me about... Uh, Jalen Hurts and uh, his ability to play quarterback in uh, this league. And I get, I get a whole host of things wrong, but I was the conductor of the Jalen Hurts hype train. Uh, so it is wonderful to, to see it pay off. And uh, Howie Roseman has done a, a fantastic job uh, in terms of putting that roster together. Yeah, A.J. Brown certainly enjoyed his afternoon, and Brian Wrightley call, calls out uh, getting uh, Jordan Davis back is, um, well, enormous, uh, both literally and figuratively. Uh, he is a 320-pound man who runs uh, a 40-second dash in four and a half seconds. Um, the the for the titans um you know mike rabel is a heck of a coach but ultimately this is a team that was built on their ability to bully teams in the trenches on both the o-line and the d-line and injuries have taken their toll this year and they are not able to to do that in the same way um teams have therefore been able to scheme and come up with ways to limit derrick henry's effectiveness um, it will be interesting to see how the titans look to respond to that um and, and what they can do to to see out the the rest of the season i think they are they're very fortunate that they're in a division that's going to be very kind to them um, so I think they will probably um, make the, the playoffs, certainly. So I think for them, the rest of the season is trying to um, right the, the ship on both of the, the lines and get back to where they once were. Right. And uh, so we have a grudging, uh, grudging respect for them. We have a beaming Cheshire cat. Mark, what's what's yours? Are you smiling? Are you sad? Is anyone going to beat these these Eagles? What what's the what's well, your well? I, I feel the need to point out on behalf of all Washington Commanders fans that they have <laughs> beaten the Eagles this year. And oh, they are very good in that eleven and one record. But at the same token, um, they've been the class team in the NFL, obviously, especially in the NFC. Um, and, and let's face it, that, that NFC East is not made up of chumps this season. So um, they've got some tough divisional games ahead still, but they have played everyone on the, you know, they played the Vikings, they gave them a thump and they played the Cowboys. It's 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 not a fake record. It's not a question like with the Vikings. Yes, they're 10-2, and two, but look at their point differential. Look at the games that have mattered and they've been the two big ones they've lost. So it's a very real scenario. And I am on the... Jalen Hurts apology train, um, absolutely. Um, when a couple, we, we've got more than enough recordings of me questioning Jalen Hurts' <laughs> ability to play quarterback in the NFL. I never doubt his ability to play running back, but I doubt his ability to play quarterback. Um, and he's definitely been one of the most dynamic um, 
uh, running quarterbacks. I mean, from the city that originally gave us Randall Cunningham, the, almost the, the prototype in this regard, um, he has performed that dual role extremely well. Only a few weeks ago when they ran for 363 yards and Hertz kept quitting for a lot of it. But then it's great to see him with this side of the uh, of his play as well. That's what really keeps defenses off balance. Think I, I think back to Colin Kaepernick in those great playoff games for the 49ers against the Packers. And one time he beats him with his legs, and next time he just beats him with his arm. It's like, you're going to stop me doing this? Then I'm going to beat you the other way. Um, this game was all about A.J. Brown. Sorry, the revenge klaxon was flaring, and he was more than determined to take out his revenge and wreck his... Uh, his vengeance on the Titans that in his mind abandoned him by trading him to the Eagles. But why is he complaining? He's on an 11-1 team which throws the ball around and gives him multiple opportunities as opposed to being the only deep threat in an offense that wants to run the ball even more frequently. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to the Eagles' defense. There have been games where they have been sublime this season. They, they haven't been as consistent as the offense, but yesterday... Zero points for the Titans in the second half. We're calling out the 49ers, so let's call out the Eagles for doing that. Locking down any NFL offense in that way is special when you're limiting Derrick Henry to 30 yards on 11 carries. Limiting Ryan Tannehill to 141 yards, not as impressive, but sacking him six times and keeping him on the back foot is pretty impressive. Um, they've got it all. I called it out last week. The four times they've been 10-1 before, they have advanced to the championship game. 47, they won the NFL, uh, lost the Super Bowl in 80 and 2004 and won it, obviously, uh, a couple of years ago. The only three times they've been 11-1 and one were, again, back in 47, 80, and 2004. So you might say it's destined to be and in some oh. ways inevitable, but let's see. Date with let's destiny. See. A date with destiny. And as far as the Jalen train goes, where there's the hype train and the apology train, I think I'm probably still at the platform wondering which train I should be catching at this point, you know? Um, okay, <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so here's a rare one, and I'm probably going to need one of you to explain, but there was a draw or a tie, as they say. A 2020 game, was it was between the Giants and the Commanders, isn't that right? Um, so... How does a tie work? Because I thought there was overtimes and all of that. I, I Forgive me. I'm sure there's a very educated football audience out there, but I sort of was baffled by it. I couldn't. I didn't realize how you so, make a tie. Does anyone jump in on that? So, so Callie, it's, it's actually really simple. If, if teams are tied after four quarters, it goes now to only a 10-minute overtime period. Uh, and if those two teams are so pathetic that they cannot put <laughs> a further score on the board during those 10 minutes, then in that scenario, they draw it a tie and they, you know, kind of add a one at the end of their um, record as a, okay. you know, a sign of shame. We've already had one time. I, I think there's a jab in there, is there, Mark? Uh, there, Brian, there, there might be something directed towards the Giants, <clears throat> but Brian's going to break down how they came back from 10 points down, had the commanders by the throat, and then somehow let it all slip away. Uh, Callow, I'd just like to remind Mark, there was a team which made the playoffs a couple of years ago because they had a toy. On their, uh, their on their results, and and I got them into the playoffs. And right now, that result is is benefiting the Giants now to be in the playoff mix. Um, it's funny you're saying you don't know what the rules are. And one of the Washington players didn't know what the rule was either because great, I'm, the, I'm in good company then. <laughs> at the end of the game, when Graham Gano, the Giants kicker, had an opportunity to win the game with a 58-yard field goal, 
Um, he wasn't making anything close to that in the warm up um, because of the wind in that particular stage. I mean, he was only hitting 53 to that end of the end of the uh, the field. The Washington player said to him, "Sure, what happens now?" And Graham Gano said, "We go home." <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Mark refers to the Giants being down 10 points or down 10 points very early, and it looked like it was one of those games again that was going to get away from them, and they they rallied and came back and. It is very much a feeling today for Giants fans. I won that they, they let it let slip. They were twenty thirteen up for large parts of the fourth quarter, and it took a ninety yards drive with two minutes to go from the Commanders to get the game into overtime, in which there was a fourth down play, which was a miraculous play again by their quarterback Heineke, who seems to be a slippery little slow because he fumbled the ball three times yesterday, and the Giants only recovered one of them. Uh, there was missed opportunities for interceptions in in overtime itself. They only had one first down. The Giants completely shut them down, and shut them down for large parts of the game, with the exception of that last minute drive, which was quite frustrating. And then, as I said, the Giants had an opportunity to win the game in the end. Yeah, it's a bit weird to see a tie. There isn't many of them. We have had one earlier in the season between the Colts and the Texans in Week One. I did text the guys last night and say I have no feelings whatsoever after that game, and Mark said it's like kissing your sister. <clears throat> to which I replied saying, I don't have a system, so where, where do I go from here? And that's how it pretty much feels. It's one that slipped away, <clears throat> excuse me. But um, maybe in the in the, in the longevity of an NFL season, come week 18 when the playoff uh, spots are being filled. That it might be point. crucial. It could be crucial. Um, you never please, know. Please, please, God. Or it might mean know. nothing as well. Yeah. But they might make a wild card spot. Don't, don't, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Colin, what about you? What's your take on this, uh, this drawn game here? Um, well, Mr. O'Leary was complaining earlier about some of the, the penalties that the uh, Giants had, particularly a taunting penalty. Um, but what Mr. O'Leary failed to point out was that the owner um, who pushed uh, for taunting uh, to be a much more serious offence for referees to enforce it. And even last year when uh, many fans, many analysts, many players uh, complained about the new taunting rules, wanted a change uh, at the owner's meeting uh, in the spring. Uh, the, the man who had uh, put the, the rule together and pushed for it stood up again and said, no, no, this is what we want. We want to continue this. We want to, we want to see it continue to be enforced. And that man is the man who owns the New York football giants. So, um, yeah, the, you know, uh, re reaping and sowing, uh, if you are familiar with that meme from uh, social media, that's where, where we are at. Um, I, look, I, I think both of these teams, uh, can, I mean, the, the kind of ding-dong nature of it convinced the league to flex it into um, the Sunday night uh, fixture in just a few weeks. I think both of these teams are probably, um, you would look at it and say neither of them are probably complete rosters, but both of them have really good head coaches. And they're both, I think, playing for their respective head coaches, be that Brian Dable, who has just taken over at the Giants, or Ron Rivera. And it will be interesting to see uh, the next time these teams meet if we see Chase Young back on a football field, um, the the uh, Washington Commanders have been taken. I think what I think is correct, a kind of a cautious approach with him. They want to ensure he's right, um, because they want him uh, around for um, long term of his uh, career. But it sounds like he is very very close, and they just weren't going to play him yesterday because of the turf. Very good. 
Well, listen, uh, we're going to go into, I, as I understand, you have your little quick fire segment. So we're going to go quick fire now. I know uh, there's a bit of rules we probably need on taunting here as well. So we'll have to write those for next week. But um, uh, let's just go through the other ones. Uh, 